Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. Thongs, unhealthy crash diets, cock rings, and corrupt corporations who lure all the gays in with their logo wrapped in a rainbow. What does all this mean? Oh shit, it's June. Happy Pride Month! The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. We were so magical. Why in this way? I know you're furious. Yeah, just like me. You got reasons, but I do too. What really happened here? I wish I knew. Holy fuck! Chances are, is that if you listen along to the show, then you know, especially if you've listened through season two, I've pretty much been hardcore in documenting all of the things leading up to my most recent breakup. Yes, I know. I actually started this show very new into a relationship two years ago. And basically, over the course of the past two and a half years plus, I've actually broken things off with my most recent ex. And as the months have continued to fly by, we've actually been fortunate enough to invest a very healthy friendship. And I honestly mentally in the back of my mind have like fully moved on. And every time we hang out or I interact with him or text him or anything, I don't really feel the way that I felt way back when. And I'm really happy that I'm able to move on in that way. It's just like that saying time heals all wounds. But like out of fucking nowhere, one day at random, my most recent ex just so happened to send me a song. And you guys... This just wasn't any fucking song. This song hit me so fucking hardcore and suddenly, out of nowhere, I just began to reflect on our past relationship and all the things that we went through together and the mental mindfuck that just came following just really got me feeling some kind of way to a place where I'm beginning to question some of the mental health and well-being of the things that I've thought that I've recently laid to rest. And you might be asking yourself, but Ronnie, you sound so fucking confident. What do you mean? So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill. And let's explore what happens when your most recent ex sends you the song, No One Dies From Love by Tuvlo. And you listen through the lyrics and think, holy fuck, what do I do now? You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, 
a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host. Popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here, and welcome back to the show that is really just the biggest mindfuck in the podcast world, My Gay Expose Podcast. And on this week's expose, we actually talk about that sudden mental mindfuck that you actually might have to relive after you think that you laid all of that shit to rest from your past. And what does it mean when an ex actually throws a song your way with lyrics that actually just define the actual definition of what it was in your actual relationship from the past? And how does that make you just question every single fucking confident thing that you thought that you had in your life? No, really, I'm asking you, how do, how do you cope with that? <laughs> because I'm really trying to figure out how I'm supposed to be coping with all of that emotion. And the fact that we as human beings have to deal with this sudden burst of emotion over something so simple as lyrics from a fucking song, it's just not fucking fair. So also in this week's expose, I reached out to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners, and asked you how you actually would react to something like this if you do think of your exes and how does that work out for you? So I'm actually kind of excited to get some of those answers just to see if maybe, just maybe, you guys potentially might be on the same page as me and I can actually just just validate the fact that I'm feeling this some kind of way. But first, before we actually make another appointment to sit on that little green therapy couch and talk about all of this shit to our therapist. First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh my fucking God, what the fuck? I'm a mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. <laughs> you guys, so funny enough, like I actually love when I get this like overflow because, you know, last week we didn't do a re-expose segment. So I have a little bit to cover this week, but I think it's hilarious. Someone actually messaged me asking why in each and every re-expose segment, I only bring up people who actually come for me and, and legitimately asked if I had anyone that had anything positive to say to me. <laughs> 
You guys, listen, here's the thing. I have more people sending me positive messages than the negative. Like far more, far, far, far more. Trust me. It's just the negative ones are the ones that are the most entertaining to talk about. And so that's why I bring them up as often as I can just to kind of give you my expose on how I feel about what it is that you think that you need to say to me. (laughs) And this week was no exception. I actually had an individual message me, actually emailed me on the the website for the show, or not the website, the email address for the show at mygayexpose.com, at gmail.com. And they actually said, like this big ass long email, that pretty much the summary of the email stated that like, this person was like flabbergasted and couldn't believe that I actually went through the motions of actually seeking out like guys to have sex with on Grindr just for the show and that you're toying with people's emotions and that you're messing with people's livelihood and that what it, what would these people do if they found out that you were talking about them on the show. So I have a few things that I have to say about that. Listen, here's the thing. If you don't like how I'm going about doing my episodes, in other words, doing these specific social experiments and like seeking out specific guys on Grinder to have sex with and have some sort of an outcome, then don't fucking listen to the show. <laughs> also, guys who want to have sex on Grinder don't give a fuck if I'm actually talking about them on the show. And on that note, when I talk about these guys on the show, I'm not talking about anything in specific that would like say anything in regards to who they are, what they, none of it. Like they, they're all fucking carried in a very like anonymous tone. So I don't even know what you're coming for me about because like, honestly, I didn't call anyone specifically out. I don't say names. I don't do any of it. And it's really none of your fucking business because I guarantee you that guys who just want to fuck on Grindr don't give a fuck because all they want is ass. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? You're playing with people's emotions. Get the fuck out of here. It's not like... I just can't with some of these messages sometimes, you guys. It's just so fucking ridiculous. (laughs) So if you really want to go through the motions of like sending me a hateful message, by all means, I welcome it. But just be prepared for the fact that I'm probably going to come right back for you too. Okay, so a little bit more clarification on last week's expose. I Okay, so the whole thing about the pastor slash real estate agent. So let me explain. So in the original episode that I roasted, I, in the moment of recording, put two and two together where I basically was like, oh my God, we had sex at a show house or we had sex at a house that he was trying to sell. So I thought it was like actually his house, but in reality, and I, again, had this confirmed by someone else that I knew through a friend who just so happened to know this specific pastor slash real estate agent that he does this with all of his tricks. <laughs> so this, so this basically was just a very like prolonged like dating situation that pretty much just turned into like me figuring out that he was a fucking pastor and that he had this whole like other life married to a woman with kids and he was hiding his whole like gay situation. But like my whole thing with that was like, why do we go through the motions of going through so much dating if you really just wanted to have sex with me in the house that you're trying to sell? I mean, I 
totally would have been down for that. We didn't have to go through all that uh, other shit. But like, again, people were like not understanding the dynamic of me in that original recording, putting two and two together and realizing that we actually had sex in one of the homes that he was trying to sell. And then again, people not saying like trying to say, well, you said he was a real estate agent. Now you're saying he's a pastor. That doesn't make sense. Again, I'll say it one more time and then I will lay this story to rest. I am educated in the ways of knowing that most pastors that I've encountered since a little boy all the way through my adult life are not making enough money to make ends meet. So most of them have second jobs. Most of them have second hustles. And most of them have to be a real estate agent when they're also a pastor. So like... Have you ever looked into being a pastor before? Thanks. Good night. Laying that one to rest. I'm going to go ahead and drop my mic now and let's just get on with the rest of this week's expose. So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation, that just so happens to have a, do you feel any sort of regret for your most recent breakup or not? Themed undertone. First, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners. Do you ever find yourself reflecting on past relationships and feeling some kind of way about things, even though you know you're supposed to move on and explain how you cope? And I'm really just so fucking curious about this because I just want to know, do people feel the things that I suddenly feel when I haven't felt these things in months and months and months? And is this normal? Or do I need to make a therapy appointment right now. <laughs> so let's get all of those responses now. Michael says, Nope. Whenever I break up with a boyfriend, I cut them out of my life completely. And I honestly have nothing but ill intentions towards them and then just kind of block them out of my mind. Victor says, no. (laughs) This is one of those who actually will break up with someone and then just like never speak to them ever again. So that is not surprising. Robert said, bitch, leave me alone. I have so much to get done and I don't have time for your questions. (laughs) So, okay, just as a brief overview, surprise, this is the actual person that we'll be focusing on this week. This is my most recent ex who just so happened to send this Tuvlo song to me and the one that I'm like reflecting back on and we're actually it's so funny because literally as I'm sitting here recording we're like days away from our trip doing the AIDS life cycle together and so I think we're both kind of in stress mode where we're I'm like I'm kind of scrambling to get some episodes recorded before I go so that I don't have to like worry about that while I'm gone so I can just relax and enjoy my trip and he is like working like nonstop because he can't get any days off because he took so much time off from his job. 
So he's like all stressed out and trying to get his shit together and packed. And he keeps sending me all these texts back and forth, like blah, 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 whatever. But just so you know, this is the boy that we will be talking about in this week's expose. My most recent ex. Anthony says, how do I cope with a breakup? Well, I think you are familiar with this coping mechanism. It's called grinder. <laughs> Bitch, answer the goddamn question. <laughs> grinder is, truth be told, one of my breakup coping mechanisms. As I've stated so many times on this show, I almost immediately download Grinder the moment I'm out of a relationship. Like, hands fucking down. Maybe this is why you and I are friends, Anthony. <laughs> or at least a big part of it. Lisa says, Disgust is usually the way I feel, and I will explain more later. So, oh, <laughs> uh, Lisa. Okay, so we're probably going to have to get a uh, second response from Lisa later to get a little bit more of an explanation on what exactly she means by the idea that she just usually feels disgust. So stay tuned for that. Michael number two says, fuck exes. Why waste your time on any of that negative energy? Peter says, every breakup, I absolutely fucking hate the person that I ended things with. And then what ends up happening is months and months go by. And then I don't feel the remorse and hatred that I once felt towards that individual. Suddenly, I see them out in a group of friends or a bar or a party and realize that it's okay for us to be casual and cordial and just realize that moving on from that individual was just a lesson that I was supposed to learn. Woo, girl, that's good. That's deep fucking shit. Good advice. Kyle says, I mean, sure, I definitely have some regrets of how certain things went down. And sometimes I do think on past boyfriends and think, what if I did this differently? How would it have changed things? But there's no sense in dwelling on the past. You have to actually just take what you've learned from the past and implement that into the future. Bitch, this is the fucking like actual statement that I am going to exude in the My Gay Expose portion of this week's expose. Did you actually cheat and read off my fucking notes? <laughs> Daniel says, I'm constantly reflecting on past relationships and taking account of the behaviors on both sides that may have led to the end of the relationship. I strongly believe that we learn from each other and that we can become the best version of ourselves through reflection. And I cope with it by smoking buttloads of marijuana and eating ass. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, see, I'm telling you, this is why Daniel and I are so fucking close. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Keshev says, I've only been in two serious relationships. The first one, never. I'm glad it's over. The second one, we've remained friends, but part of me thinks that it could happen again down the road if we don't find what we're looking for in other people. Small chance, but never lose hope with things is the way I see it. I have started to put myself out there more and have gone on some dates. 
And that's how I mostly cope with it. Wow. Okay. So I feel like I actually wrote out this text. (laughs) This is exactly how I feel like fucking word for word. There is potentially always hope. Like I don't feel that way with this specific ex, but I definitely have felt that way with exes from my past. Oh God. This is a fucking mindfuck slash therapy session in itself. Helen says, yes, and it's worse when I keep bumping into them. Therapy, drugs, and alcohol are pretty great. Also, yoga, hiking, and martial arts. Ugh, bumping into your ex all the time, I can't even fucking imagine. I mean, I hang out with my ex now as friends, but like, I have a few tumultuously toxic ex breakups from my past that if I ever saw them in person or bumped into them, I would cringe and run the other way. So I can't imagine what this must be like. Jerry says, I think the initial anger of the relationship's end always clouds my judgment, but it is important to actually look back and reflect on what you could have done differently and maybe learn from your mistakes. Abraham says, Sometimes I do wonder if I've let some great guys go, but I cope by keeping in touch with them and being their friend. It doesn't make it seem like a total loss that way. Lisa's part two follow-up response says as follows. If you actually remember just moments ago, she basically answered her response was, disgust is usually the way that I feel. And then she said, I will explain more later. So her actual follow-up response just so happens to be as follows. So right after I text you, I ran into my ex at the library. He works here too. (laughs) First of all, I just have to say the fact that you actually put yourself in a situation where you actually work with your fucking ex, I just could, I can't even. So this right here, this response in itself is fucking therapy shit, like, like beyond, like this is fucking mental mindfuck therapy at its finest. Kevin says, in my mind, once I'm done with a guy, I'm on to the next. No need to keep in communication. No need to even think about them anymore. I have my eyes looking forward, not backwards. Woo, girl. This is actually pretty fucking insightful. If you knew who Kevin was, you guys, this is actually like some serious, intense, insightful, like philosophical bullshit because his personality is very, well, let's just say gay Kardashian. (laughs) Love you, girl. Walter says, I really wish that I wouldn't have torn up that flat. (laughs) Oh, you guys, I wish I could go into all the details in regards to what he actually fucking means behind this story. But let's just say Walter didn't have a very good uh, breakup from his most recent ex. And you you can just use your imagination, I think, at this point. As usual, all of these answers are just one big giant clusterfuck of really 
just all over the place. And you guys, you know, I have to say, this Your Gay Expose segment is very quickly becoming one of my favorite parts of this show. I just really love getting all of your different and individual perspectives on each specific topic that I present to you each and every week. It's just really fucking rewarding to get all of this info and just know that there are people who have different outlooks and perspectives on life and just the mess that comes with all of it. And if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now, let's hop into my gay expose that just so happens to be that moment where you actually look at your phone, see the song, roll your eyes, and then listen to it and think, holy fuck, where did all of this fucking emotion come from? All right, you guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster, and it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars, and if you don't want to click five stars, just Well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. So I have to say, like, my most recent ex and I have been broken up since fucking October of 2021. So it's been a significant period of time. And honestly, in my head, I feel like I've mentally moved on. But a couple weeks ago, he sent me this fucking song, this song by Tuvlo called No One Dies From Love. And Initially, I just thought he was sending me a song because he has done that several times in the past. But you guys, I have to read the fucking lyrics to you from this song because I just feel like I don't even know if he was sending me a subliminal message or if this was just like one of those fate moments or something that just really got me just fucked in the head. I don't even know what it was. But once I read the lyrics to you really quick in this moment, I'll explain a little bit more in depth of what I'm talking about. So here are the lyrics from the song, No One Dies From Love by Tavlo. We were so magical, why end this way? I know you're furious. Yeah, just like me. You got good reasons, but I do too. What really happened here, I wish I knew. It escalated so fast. We yelled things we can't take back. It escalated too soon. I know what they say. I know what they say that no one dies from love. I guess I'll be the first. Will you remember us? Or are the memories too stained with blood now? 
No one dies from love. Guess I'll be the first. Will you remember us or are the memories too stained with blood now? I tried my best with you. You claim the same. Somehow we're strangers, but we share the pain. Keep writing letters I'll never send. Don't want you moving on on when, on when it's my end. Oh, you guys, I could go on and on, but truth be told, if you just heard those words, this is actually the mere definition of my relationship with this most recent ex. Now, I will say this as a disclaimer before I move on. My most recent ex and I are in a really good place. We're actually at the time of this recording, which this episode actually will be playing or live once the AIDS life cycle is over, but he's the one I'm actually going on this AIDS life cycle trip with. And actually at the time of this recording, I'm literally days away from taking that little AIDS life cycle journey. So we're in a really good place. We're really good friends. I honestly, like I said, I've mentally moved on, but this song, oh, you guys, it hit me in some kind of way because as a brief overview of our fucking relationship, we were not a good romantic relationship. There were so many things that we were so back and forth about. And I think the initial problem with our relationship was that when I started to kind of get to know him, you know how it goes at the beginning of any relationship. It's like everything's like puppies and kittens. You're all lovey-dovey. The sex is really bomb. You know, everything is good. Wait, did I just say bomb? (laughs) Oh my God. I just so fucking aged myself. Let me rephrase. The sex was really fucking amazing. (laughs) Oh my God, what a mess. Uh, But it just was, everything was so perfect in the beginning. And as we sort of started to get to know each other, I started to learn that my most recent ex was basically just as much of a fucking slut as I was. And so as we started to get a little bit more solid and solidified and we started to segue into like, what potentially could be like a relationship, I started to get a little nervous. Now, this is where all of this fucking mental mindfuck bullshit comes into play. It's like, I really like this guy, but I know he's a fucking slut. So I just didn't know like what to do because in the back of my mind, I was getting to know him well enough to know that I I just knew he was probably going to cheat on me. So what do you do when you're really feeling this guy, when you're really in that moment and you really just want to go all in? And then suddenly you realize that if you do go all in, you potentially are putting yourself in a situation where you're going to get fucking hurt. Oh, you guys, this is probably one of the most vulnerable episodes, I have to say. I'm feeling all sorts of fucking weird emotions in this moment because this is a really big part of my life. And actually not that long ago, this was a big part of my life. Like he and I were together for two and a half fucking years. We did COVID together. Like we, I feel the only reason why I lasted as long as I did with this guy was because of COVID because we didn't have anything else to do. We didn't have anyone else. We were all scared. We didn't know what was happening. We didn't know if we were getting jobs back. We didn't know if we were, we didn't know what was happening. Everything was just a big fucking question mark. And so I sort of feel like the uncertainty of everything just brought us closer together. And if you took COVID out of the picture, the way our relationship might have played out 
might have been far different, and I think it probably would have ended far sooner. But that being said, back to this moment where I'm thinking about, you know, really starting to like this guy, really wanting to pursue things, but just in the back of my mind knowing that he's probably going to cheat on me, I decided to make a decision that at the time I wasn't 100% comfortable with, but I did anyway. And so therefore, I remember it well. One day we got a pizza. We went back to my place. We were watching TV and we were eating pizza. And as we ate, I just randomly brought up the idea of opening up our relationship because we had just sort of solidified it to a place where we were kind of together and it was sort of a thing. We were kind of telling our friends, etc. And so I basically just decided that like I needed this because I couldn't just live with the idea of knowing that he was potentially fucking around on me. Now, keep in mind, at the very early stages of our hanging out slash beginning part of what sort of eventually segued into a relationship. So in other words, we weren't fully committed to each other. We actually had, like, he came to me one day at a bar and he was like, hey, I just want to let you know, you should probably go get tested. I had a little bit of a gonorrhea scare And so it's sort of, you know, we had been hanging out for about like a month and a half. So at this point, I was like, oh, okay, so he's still fucking around with other people, which I should have known because, again, he's expressed how much of a slut he was just as much as I was. And to be honest with you, I was kind of fucking around with other people, too, at the time, because after all, we weren't fully committed yet in that moment. But I think that's kind of what stuck in the back of my mind, saying that, like, how do I know I'm not going to get another gonorrhea scare again? And there was another incident that he had kind of confessed to me as we started getting serious, but still not quite um, in the realm of like full-on committed relationship just yet. I actually was showing my friend something on my phone and he had text, my ex had texted me while my friend was looking at my phone and the text accidentally pulled up and it was like basically him confessing that he jerked off with some guy in the gym showers and he wanted to tell me. And I remember feeling that like lull in the pit of my stomach. So all of these things added and combined just really made me want to open up our relationship. So basically once we did start to get like a lot closer and our relationship developed and bloomed and blossomed and then COVID happened and we got extra close. And we really just got to a place within our relationship where we really did start to get used to each other and get to know each other and started learning each other's flaws, etc. It really became that tumultuous, like the lyrics of this fucking very song. Like our end was not a good end. And I won't go into specific details because that's our personal business and should remain between the two of us. But I will say this, we were so magical. And why did it end this way? I know you're furious. Yeah, just like me. Oh, you guys, that line. I know you're furious. Yeah, just like me. We fought tooth and fucking nail aggressively. Aggressively. This line just hit me like a ton of fucking bricks. And then the next line. You got good reasons, but I do too. What really happened here? I wish I knew. Oh, you guys. Literally, that is like what happened when we ended our relationship. Like it literally, I could have asked myself that very same fucking thing over and over again. You got good reasons, but I do too. What really happened here? I wish I knew. And yes, it escalated so fast. And we definitely did yell things that we couldn't take back. 
It escalated too soon. And yes, I know what they say. I know what they say. And it's just like, oh, fuck. This song just like hit me so hardcore. And so what, what the craziest part about this entire dynamic is the fact that I have mentally moved on from our romantic relationship. And I do actually enjoy him as a friend and only a friend. And we've hung out so many times since the breakup. And yeah, we had to have like a healing period and, you know, things of that nature. But it was really very much, I mean, we were in a place where we really just we're moving on. And so, oh, I don't know. It's just, this song just fucking hit me. It was crazy. It was so crazy. So, I mean, I just wanted to, you know, share this little truth with all of you that even though I come off as the most confident individual of all time and am enjoying maneuvering through this single life and this single journey, that doesn't mean that I'm a fucking cold-hearted bitch. And that doesn't mean that you know, emotions that I thought that I had laid to rest can't be resurfaced. And sometimes I do think back on what we had. And, you know, honestly, I do love him. I don't love him romantically anymore, but I do love him as an individual. And I only want what's best for him. And I really hope that we have an amazing time in our AIDS life cycle journey that we're about to embark on together. But when he sent me that song, I swear to fucking God, I out of nowhere, just started thinking about all of those things that you think of that just fuck you up in the head. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to make a therapist appointment. And my mind is just still, even to this moment, racing all over the place. So I just want to say to all of you out there in the My Gay Expose podcast world, it's okay to feel those emotions and reflect back on all the things that you've made and learn from your mistakes And look at that tumultuous past. Look at the reasons why we said we were so magical. Why did it end this way? And you're so furious. Yeah, just like me. And you got good reasons, but I do too. What really happened here? I wish I knew. And you guys, some of those answers to those questions are still unanswered in my mind, in my life, and all of it. And really just kind of unresolved between the two of us. And while we are doing really great in our friendship together, and he actually revealed to me the other day that he's seeing someone, they're not like serious yet, but like that actually kind of hit me because literally that was like days after the, you know, he sent me the song and that just, you know, it kind of came up at random and it's like, you know, I'm happy for him. It just really kind of hit me full circle. And I just like had to take a step back and reflect on the last two and a half years that I spent with him. But I have to take a step back and also realize that our relationship was very unhealthy in the romantic realm. And many of the things that I talk about in those lyrics that really just defined who we were as a couple really just made me understand and really just know that we weren't good together and it probably had to end. And maybe that song was just a really therapeutic way to sort of come to terms with it, deal with it, and maybe just actually like finally lay all of that shit to rest. So if you're struggling with any situation in your life, whether you're broken up with an ex and you're trying to move on and date somebody else, but you still have those weird feelings for your ex, not, not like saying that I still have feelings for him in that way. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just, there's so many different fucking mind fuck possibilities out there that can be just like, just tugging on your heartstrings and your mind 
is just going a million miles a minute. So I actually encourage you to listen to this song, No One Dies From Love from Tavlo, and just really reflect on what it might potentially mean to you because it's been a very fucking long time since a song actually really hit me like so like I was like, did this bitch write a fucking song about me? (laughs) Oh God. So that being said, be happy, be healthy, figure your shit out and honestly go to therapy because that helps you out in so many more ways than you would ever know. And always learn from your relationships and your past mistakes and then move on and still be friends with your ex and go to the AIDS life cycle. So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot. Or maybe we really just didn't learn anything this week because after all, this is really just my just fucking vulnerable ass vomit of all of my mixed feelings, emotions and just a song that happened to like segue into my mind and just really make me reflect on my past relationship. And you know, you guys, honestly, if this is something that actually comes up for you, something like this, similar to this kind of scenario, that really does make you reflect back on some of your past, maybe just take a step back and like take the positive away from what once was with that one person. And what did you actually learn from the situation, you might actually be surprised as to how many things you would or could or maybe even still will in the future learn about that past relationship and maybe put it in your back pocket and save it for your future relationships and just try to adjust your next relationship so that it doesn't have the same outcome. (laughs) Listen to me. I sound like a fucking messy ass therapist. Uh, But with that, tell me your thoughts. How do you feel about this specific scenario? And do you ever really just think about your exes and think sometimes maybe you regret some of the things that you said and did and maybe it would have had a better outcome if I did this or did that or what have you? Just let me know what you think by calling in the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0400. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and tell me your gay expose on what you think about this topic this week. Uh, And don't forget to follow on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of my Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the latest piece to the My Gay Expose podcast puzzle, the official website at mygayexposepodcast.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. 
I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will definitely be sitting on that little green therapy couch and spewing out all of my emotions with you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.